buried secrets never stay buried because FPI Justice for Victims' Families is the only investigation organization to incorporate forensic science into the field of the unknown. In our true crime discussions get to meet forensic examiner Ashley Alexiou, a respected examiner in the field of forensic science like others who are needed. If interested, please contact FPI Justice for Victims' Families at fpijustice.org. You're listening to FPI Unsolved. In this episode, we're speaking with one of FPI's forensic investigators searching behind closed walls of a disturbing Canada murder that is hiding something terrible. An ongoing murder mystery FPI Unsolved is investigating. Here's your host, managing investigator and broadcast producer Regina Romain. Hi, Ashley. You know, we're trying to help the, uh, the family in Canada solve the murder of their parents but something is going on with the family. Hi, Regina. Yes, something is really going on uh, in regards to this murder. Uh, We're we're now at four and a half years and we still have no answers. Right. And just to bring everybody up to date, uh, this was a couple in Canada that was uh, killed. Their bodies were found. Their legs were crossed. You know, they were like looking at each other. I mean, whoever did this took a lot of time to structure these dead people that they just killed, like the statues on their swimming pool. And it was a gift from someone. I'm thinking, is that the person who posed them like that? You know, I don't know. I'm just saying we're not trying to to point fingers right now because we're still looking for clues. To me, it's somebody that they know, of course. That's what I think. I don't think just some random person killed them. Absolutely. I mean, you know, for someone to pose those bodies in that particular order... I mean, who really has the time and the energy to pose a dead body in exactly the same way as a statue? And I mean, that's very meticulous. Instead of just killing somebody, right? I mean, leaving their bodies right there. Um, One of the sisters of the deceased had claimed that somebody was sending a message to them. Now, was that message through uh, posing them as the statues? Is that the message or was the message saying, well, you didn't do something, you forgot about me, well, here you are, and then kill them? Right. And then we're talking about the family now because we're wanting to speak with one of the siblings, you know, but it's like, who are we going to speak to and do they want to speak with us? And that's what we're investigating now. Now, since we're trying to find other clues, we have to say this again. The house with all the clues has been torn down. There's over a 12 foot fence, you know, wall surrounding the area. You know, it's like the only way you can see is over the wall, you know, with the drone that you cannot see anything. We tried, you know, so we're not sure if the family is willing to speak about that. But we do know the family knows something about what's going on. And was it a family member that put up the wall, you know, trying to hide some evidence to see in? I I don't know why in four years that wall is still up and there's nothing behind that wall. It's just dirt. Well, and that's what I find interesting, Regina, because I drove by the crime scene again the other day and the walls are still up. I actually did try and do a little um, walk around the property, but again, I could not see anything. Uh, Trying to look into the little space that I could see a little bit of light and yes, it's just still dirt. So again, what is the family or family members hiding with this imp- with this piece of property the crime scene 
basically the most important piece of evidence is gone. So why are the walls still up at this point? And what do they not want the public to know about what's going on behind those walls? I right. Find it fast, right. I find it and that's what I'm saying. They're still up. It's like if the walls are still up and the house is not there for real, Ashley. Okay. Us being investigators, we know that there is something there. Uh, I mean, they can only hide whatever the secret is for so long because we all know that secrets come out eventually. Right. Um, but at the That's same right. time. That's right. At the same time, um, this family has issued a $10 million reward for for the public to help them solve the murder. So if they're so willing for the public to help them, why are the walls still up? Um, so it, it is really devastating right. at this point that this is where it's come to. Right. You know, Ashley, as a forensic examiner, you know, uh, Ashley's a forensic examiner here helping us with FPI. How do we test for clues when the house has been destroyed? You know, that's what I'm trying to figure out. The evidence was in the house. Yes, but there's some things out of the house also. And even with things still being in the house, the house was torn down. It was destroyed. You can't even get in to go see, to go try to find any additional clues. I'm, that's what I'm saying. As a forensic examiner, what can we do now with uh, what with just the dirt attested or the walls or something? I'm pretty sure it's something behind the wall we can probably get to. But that's what I'm asking you. How would we test for anything? Um, I'm hoping that they did um, conceal everything within the home and test it, sweep it, dust it, fingerprint it. Um, and if they didn't, then they should be redoing that again because I feel that the secret is somewhere within the evidence. Um, it is somewhere along documents or it is there. Did the police overlook it? Did somebody overstep it? Did they not test the evidence? Um, and I think this is where we have to go back and look at every piece of evidence collected, every picture that was taken, and just still re-examine everything again. And I feel that this is where some of our um, clues can take us to other newer clues and look at evidence that was never actually thought as evidence, where the police could have overlooked something so simple and been like, oh, no, you know what, that has nothing to do with it. Let's just brush that to the side. But in reality, that could be the biggest piece of evidence that maybe the police overlooked. Right. And that's what I feel we can right. do at this point right. in time. Right. And that's the thing. Someone knows that that's why there's not additional evidence being looked at or additional clues, because someone knows that and probably trying to hide it. That's what I'm saying. And we're not saying it's a family member. We're just looking at the clues. But, you know, that's like when you can't get to certain things, you know, that's like somebody's trying to hide it in the first place. Somebody's trying to hide this just from what Ashley, what you just said, you know, how you can go back and relook at things and, you know, examine them. Somebody does not want that to happen. Well, that's what I was thinking as well. I don't, is it a family member that doesn't want it? Is it the police? Is it, you know, what is it that they don't want the public um, or us, shall I say, to know. Um, and I'm very surprised at the family members um, where they are not more um, in the public eye. I guess maybe it's for their own safety as well, but more to say, hey, can you please help us figure out this murder? But at the same time, they could be frustrated and um, 
you know, upset about how the whole investigation took a turn. Because remember, this was not just a double homicide at first. This was known as a double suicide, um, where lots of clues were left out, lots of evidence was missed, uh, lots of conspiracy theories going on um, with, you know, windows and doors left opened. And, you know, he said, she said, um, but really, you know what, we have to look at the clues right. and a lot really of he say, she says evidence. Right. Right. There's a lot of he says, she said, and we're just wanting to speak with one of the family members, you know, to help uh, solve the case. And, you know, like I said, as investigators, you're trying to help do something, but you really can't get you can't get to the property for one. You know, you don't have people that want to speak about what happened because they're trying to hide something, you know. And well, exactly. And you know, if the family members. Actually, yes, if the family members are frustrated, they probably at this point want to just take the investigation into their own hands and figure out the murder themselves. But unfortunately, they don't have the um I don't want to say much the education, but they they're not really trained to look right. for that kind of um I guess stuff uh, as to what happened. They they don't exactly. know. They just not, yeah, exactly. what happened to their parents and it's devastating that mm -hmm. it has gone this far with so many he said she said so many disruptions in the case and then again we're, we're literally at square one still we haven't left square one we maybe right. went to square two and then went back to square one yeah but it was um, a family but it was a family member who got the house destroyed in the middle of trying to solve a case it was a family yes. member. We just don't know who exactly had, you know, destroyed the house. But yeah, it was a family member that destroyed the house. We just don't know who. And again, you know, why would you want it destroyed? Now I'm thinking from my own perspective, you know, um, is it because it was too emotional to look at when they're driving by the area? Uh, you know, they don't want this house known as, oh, that was the murder house. And, you know, it's always going to be circulating for like the years. murder house, right? Like the murder house. And it's like the murder house, but you can't see the murder house. <laughs> But, you know, that's the thing and for a family to want to understand who killed their parents or any anybody like that, you know, with the with family, you won't want you don't want the house torn down if you're still investigating the case. Well, and that's what I find very interesting. As for me, if I were in this situation, I'd be like, don't touch anything. You know, don't touch the house. Don't touch right, the fence. Right. Don't just leave right. everything until we can figure it out. It is very hard. Um to understand this right. case and to really look, come into this, uh, looking at it as, well, this is just not an ordinary murder of somebody got shot or stabbed and they were just left there. You know, now family members are fighting against each other, um, which is unfortunate, where they should be coming together, um, you know, as a family. Buried secrets never stay buried. We don't know when, but they will be revealed. Someone right now is really trying to hide these secrets and it may be something buried behind that wall i mean you know what i think maybe we should and underneath that dirt <laughs> there could be something buried under right. that dirt so we are unaware oh of. i'm telling you once you start digging yeah once you start digging no telling what you're gonna find and somebody don't want us to dig somebody don't want us to look that's correct regina they will come to light no matter what it just yeah that's the light. nature of it to light
Um, You know, family members have stopped speaking with one another because of it. Um, You know, other family members are accusing others of this and that. And, uh, you know, and and it's just gone to shame. Right. What would be who would be the one family member that we are close to speaking with, uh, Ashley? Do you know? I mean. I'm saying, do you know, know, because you're right there in Canada and you know what we're doing and we're trying to get one of the family members. We keep hearing a lot of different things. So we're trying to see because, you know, we don't want to just keep talking about this without one of the the members here so we can collaborate or, you know, try to try to help. We don't want to just keep, you know, we're not trying to guess and we do see the clues, but we still don't want to guess. So there is one family member I would like to speak with. Uh, and we are trying to uh, get in contact. It is a deceased sister. Um, now, she has made a lot of statements. Um, actually, one of the biggest statements that she has made um, is regarding the positions of the bodies as statue-like. Um, she has made a comment insisting that uh, somebody was making a statement um, to the deceased regarding how they were murdered. Now, this absolutely boggles my mind um, that somebody has suggested that because unless you're an investigator or you are in, um, I guess, an authority figure, you don't really speak like that. That's more of like an investigator lingo. Right. No, you don't. Um, you don't. So that really you know what, uh, just it kind of gets me going to think, well, why would you kind of make those statements? Um, um, when you make those kind of statements, um, as an investigator, you're looking at past behaviors, behaviors, you're looking at so many different things. So for this person to say that, are they trained to even look at those different behaviors? That kind of gives me a red flag right. on why is that family member speaking like that? Uh, another point that this family member also said, what which really uh, gets me going again, is uh, that she made an accusation that uh, the deceased was attending meetings to stop Muslims and their retributions. Now, I find this interesting that she's making these statements Um, And then that the deceased would go to these functions alone, considering she was Jewish. So a Jewish lady going to a Muslim function, I don't really know how that's going to play out well. Um, Who knows? But I just find it very interesting. And these were meetings before... um, the murder took place. She now, could be making, she could be making, she could be making that up to get it, something oh, exactly. off of her or off of someone else. She could be making all that up. I mean, I mean, cause first of all, like what and why is she talking about that? And have you seen that? And why are you bringing that up? Well, exactly. Anytime you bring up religion or anything like that, you know, trying to blame another culture or trying to do anything. Okay. What's the point? Exactly. Was she just trying to, you know, defer investigators from something else that she knew? Or, you know, Muslims and Jewish people, we know that, you know, sometimes they don't get along. So I don't see that a pure Jewish, you know, lady going by herself to a meeting like this. I don't really see that happening. Um, I just find that Mm -hmm. very odd. 
and some of the other um, right was she trying to say oh is a jewish person or a muslim person or something that posed them like their statues because that's something that they would do you know it's kind of could be any kind of ways how she's trying to flip that or say that but it just doesn't sound right no absolutely not and then um she also made another statement saying that she felt that the deceased husband was providing funding for the Muslim funda- fundamentalists. Um, and if the deceased cut off the money from them, they'd go bankrupt and could not support terrorism. Now, where the heck are you getting what, that what, kind what? of information what? from? <laughs> so I, well, I know what, you know, these statements are being said, um, especially right. after they're deceased. Now, why would you be saying that about your family member um, who you care so much about and, you know, you want to find the killer um, or killer, shall I say, and, and then you're making statements like this. Um, the funniest thing about that is that this person who is making the statements, um, their lifestyle and children's lifestyle was completely funded by the deceased and would be funded by the deceased for the rest of their lives. So I don't know, something is there, Regina. Is there something, a secret there that this person is hiding that we don't know, that they don't want us to know that um, they're hiding amongst another family member? It's just odd that they would make up these kind of accusations when their lifestyle is completely funded by these people. Um. You know, right, so, right. you know, you do have other cases with the children or the siblings killing their parents. You know, I've never seen any type of family member killing the parents, you know, this strangely. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's a sibling or family member who killed them. We don't know that. So we're not saying that. But, you know, just like the Mendez brothers, you know, they killed their parents and everything because uh, apparently they were molested or something was happening to them. So, you know, they did all that stuff. And you have you know, other stories, you know, just like a son who dismembered his parents with a saw and scissors before burning their heads in a fireplace and then reported them missing, you know, just kind of stupid, crazy stuff, you know? Yeah. But so there are strange things that people do. Your own family members can do some, some crazy shit. So I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like I say, we're not trying to blame anybody. Oh, yes. I mean, absolutely not blaming anybody, but looking to see, you know, if any other family members have evidence or, you know, know of something, I wish they would come forward and help FPI um, and let us know, hey, where can we help you? And is there something that the police overlooked that we can look at that can help them understand a little bit more? Um, of the case and maybe the police that are not looking at it, um, such as a piece of evidence that they've overlooked, let's keep looking at it um, and seeing what we can find. I mean, you know, the family members, we want to know, are you guys involved? Even if they're not involved or they are involved, what is it that has kept it right. such a secret? Is it the money factor? Is it right. that there was jealousy, infidelity? Right. I mean, whatever was going on behind those walls, like you had said, they just do not want to be unburied at this point. No, that's right. Unburied. They do not want to be unburied. And like you said, it will come to light, which it will. You know, I was saying it earlier, too. And also, we're going to let the audience know that 
uh, what we're talking about on TikTok on our TikTok page. That's FPI Justice. You can go there and see what we're talking about. Probably going to show you the house. We're going to show you the wall. We'll show you all the stuff. But you can see it on TikTok at FPI Justice. We're still working on this case. You know, it's going to be it's ongoing until we can find the answers about what's going on. We are still digging for those clues and we won't give up until it has become solved. Right. That's right. That's right. You know, I would like to thank the audience for listening. I want to thank Ashley for speaking with me about this case, you know, so we can let you guys know what's going on. And like I said, this is an ongoing investigation. So check back with us for the next episode. See you next time. Bye, Regina. Thank okay. you. All right. Funded mainly through advertisement and donations. FPI Unsolved is an independent production of FPI Justice for Victims Families, a 501c3 nonprofit. FPI Unsolved is hosted, directed, and executive produced by Regina Romaine. Follow FPI Unsolved on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. Our website can be found at fpijustice.org. To find us on Facebook and TikTok, search FPI and FPI Justice.